Donnell Rawlings is at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Donnell, we talked to you last year. I know you were really looking forward to this uh, this this show. Coming back to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donnell. <laughs> you have to. Conversation. All I saw was Pornhub or whatever yeah. search engine. Yeah. And I immediately grabbed my phone uh-huh. and erased my history. Yeah. In, in, in case y'all were like this, yeah, give us your yeah. phone. Yeah, let's Not today, devil. <laughs> Not today, devil. We were talking about like when, when comedians such as yourself, when you've been on the road, you've worked the business, and you get out to L.A. or New York, and you get an opportunity to do a movie, and your agent calls you up and like, hey, man, we're going to put you in something called Zombievers or right. put you in some. Bill Burr that's... was in Zombievers. So right. we're curious, does it matter once you've been on the road for as long as you have or been a part of the industry when you get a call to be doing a movie? Are you picky when you start off in the game? Well, I'll say this. No, I don't think. And I just was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I don't, Especially if, if you're not a working actor. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to have opportunities to act. Right. And only people respect you as an actor is by acting. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because some people be like this, well, I don't want to do that film because it's a low budget and the movie sucks. But like, okay, what's wrong with being the best thing in a shitty movie? <laughs> okay, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. The movie sucked, but how was my performance? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then in the, in the era of social media or whatever, you could just cut your scenes out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and post that shit. You know, like, Forget the, the rest of the, the film, but I know that this is going to be a digital implant, and I can use it to further my career. And then, like a person, like when you when you when you're doing stand up, you're a road rat, and you're making money, a lot of money doing stand up. Then you have the, you know you could like you look at acting as as a hobby. You know what I'm saying? You just right. playing around. It's icing. Yeah, on the cake, it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah, I get to play. I, I get to play make believe. So that, that that's my spin on take yeah. on it. I, I saw that too, and and you guys. My uh, question is, why would I have the bullshit microphone? Oh, oh watch the ass. Watch oh, the ass bombs. I didn't yeah. know. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, podcast yeah. Boom, no, we're on the busy, <laughs> son. No, we're on the radio. This morning radio. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's all. You tell your producer to tell me what I'm walking into yeah. before I get in here, because that's that bull ish. I didn't say it, son. Now I'm just messing with you. Now that I know the rules. I won't break it. Oh, you're good. You're good. No, so I, I thought about this. I, I'm a huge David Allen Greer fan. He's so, then, he's so talented. He's amazing. He's ama- His stand-up's great. His acting's great. He's, he can sing. He can do everything. Have you seen the previews for this new show he's on? No. Do you know what it is? No, what is it? It's a retirement home, and they've got him. That He's grown his horseshoe out. It's all white, and he's got a big white beard. And he's playing to look older than he like. David on Greer, he can look pretty good. Get you know if if he's got darker hair, whatever. Either way, he's. Oh, playing. if he cut his hair like all black guys, just cut it all just off. Cut it all off, exactly. Yeah, and grow that beard. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. No, I know what I'm talking about. Thirty-one. Get a beard and a hat and a fit it. You win it, bro. You basically you stay twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, at least I'm sorry, years. but no, he's on this show, and it's with other older actors that I think are older than him too. And they're and it's it's called uh, the Cool Kids, and they're at a retirement home, and it looks hokey and all this stuff. David Allen Greer is on it, but that's a network TV show that's right. coming out. Like you have to remember, nobody's telling him he can't go still do Broadway. He can right. still do stand up if he wants to. But for a moment, I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know you were saying that, but I know he talked to his accountant. His accountant said, <laughs> right. "You want to pass on it?" His accountant was like, Ugh, "I don't yeah. know about that." And, and, and I'm gonna tell you something. You can, say, you can say what you want to say. Some shows you you might not think that they're gonna last, but it's stick and move. And it's nothing like that network. That network, those network checks, yeah, would change your mind. Like it sucked, but look, here's a residual. <laughs> right. And I got a perfect example years ago. 
when I used to do like uh, guest appearances on the Ricky Lake show years yep. ago, right. I was like, they had like resident experts on different topics, relationship stuff. Right. And I was an expert on relationships because I was in so many failed relationships. And people were always <laughs> like, why are you doing Ricky Lake show? I'm like, first off, at that time, years ago, when you do the show, just as a regular guest, you would get like, I think, 1500 to 2000 just by the original appearance, just by showing up. Right. But the way the kicker was, you got residual money. And she was syndicated oh, in about yeah. 100 markets. Uh, so now you times that times, okay, they're going to play it in St. Louis. They're going to play it in Washington, D.C. And as much as people want to say, why are you doing Ricky? Every time I used to open my mailbox and I saw them checks, I was like, go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. <laughs> I love Ricky Lake for that. So I'm not knocking a man that can have an opportunity to be on a network, a network television show. I, I completely agree. It's, a, it's one of those things, Travis. You just got to go, hey, look at that money, man. That's got to go for it. And you, you've done that. Of course, your, your amazing success on the Chappelle show. How is that? made it easier for you to go into rooms and either pitch your own projects or to jump on a, a TV show? Or well, it's never it, – it, um, that doesn't make it easier for you to do that, but it gives you the more opportunities for people to acknowledge what you do. Okay. And right now, like, I'm going through a transition. Like, I've been a road rat for so many years, but then I got a new kid. My son just turned three. You know, like, I, I want to come off the road right. and spend more, spend more time with him. And just, like, further than what you said – now, like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself more into, like, a producer mode. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not right. just as the talent. I want to be the person that creates shows. Method Man said years ago, I'm tired of being the chump in the front. I want to be the Mac in the back. Okay. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, you, 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 you spread your wings. But, you know, you will get those opportunities. Like, okay, I saw him on the Spell Show. But at the end of the day, you're always starting over. You know what I'm saying? Your yes. reputation only takes you so far. But you always have to continue to be relevant. And you got to continue to do dope stuff for people to acknowledge what you do and what you can do in the future. How difficult is that when you're going through that transition, when you're obviously trying to be more of a family man and still try to be relevant because you have to always be putting out content. People have to see. It's not difficult to me at all because I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a natural. That's, that's, that you have you know to be saying? like I'm, that. I'm, 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 like, I'm not being cocky no, about no. that. Especially, uh, I'll say example, stand-up. You know, you could, uh, I could never – I, I, I give a situation where I never get another acting gig rest of my life, but I'll still be able to maintain my relevance and whatever through stand up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to give myself, uh, I'm always going to give myself an opportunity to go to the next level. But it's like, for me, like, with the content and stuff like that, I live, breathe comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's right. one of the things I miss when I used to do morning radio. One yeah. of the things I miss was that I would always think of funny stuff. But morning radio was the best outlet because you think of something at night and the next morning you already got an right. audience. I didn't have to wait to do stand-up. You know, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to get to the airwaves and blow it up. You know, some people it's nice. difficult because they, it's hard for them to create stuff. It's hard for them to be funny naturally. But for me, I think it was just like I was, I was born for it. I, I, I want to bring this up only because I'm big fans of them both, and I'm curious to get your opinions on it. I love Cat Williams. I love Kevin Hart. As a guy who who's probably worked with them both, a guy who knows the industry. Why would you uh, assume he's worked with them both? Well, I would just assume that you know good comedians <laughs> hang around each other. Right. I just assume there, that's you how go, it works. there you go. There you go. But I, I, I'm curious. It's because we black. That's yeah, the yeah, it was like, that's that's like, oh, I was like, well, you got you, you probably know her. And it's, oh God. Like Billy Joel. It seems like you know Billy Joel. <laughs> my uncle. What about yeah, exactly? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, I love them both. So my 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 objective here with this question isn't to have you pick sides. It's to 
give me a better understanding as to how we have arrived at this point between two incredibly talented comedians who have given a lot to the industry. Well, the thing is, the thing is with that, sometimes people don't want to respect someone's journey and their mm. come up. If it's not parallel to your come up, mm-hmm. if it's not exactly like yours, you might not respect it. Right. And even I was hanging with Cat Williams last week, right, right after he did that infamous interview on Atlanta station right, or whatever. Yeah. And I had conversations with some of my other colleagues, and this is what people don't understand. Like, everybody wants you to have a humble opinion of something. Mm. You don't have to have a humble opinion of it. Right. Everybody doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Some people just have an opinion of it, and, 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 and they're going to call it like they see it. I saw both sides of it. I understood what Cat Williams was saying in regard to Tiffany Haddish when, when, as, when, a when, when, as a stand-up. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, People, what he was trying to do is talk about, like, people know him as a stand-up. A lot of people don't know Tiffany as a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Same situation with me when I was on Chappelle's show. I hadn't had a lot of television stand-up television shows. Right. So people only saw me as a comedic actor. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People see Tiffany as a movie star now. And I understand the point that Kat was trying to make. But what I disagree with, but you have to respect the dues that she's paid. Yeah. She had a different route, you know what I'm saying? Right. She was homeless. She came, she was a foster child, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How many success stories you hear from people that were foster children? Not a lot. That doesn't usually happen. Yeah. No. Because usually becoming foster care, there's something, there's a psychological burden mm-hmm. to it. It's usually in situations like parents are incarcerated, mom was a crackhead or something. So you coming from a dysfunctional family. So the fact that she came at 15 or 16, going from foster care to being homeless to living in a car and her hustle, if he would have understood what he was saying, but if he would have said, I respect where she came sure. from Startup, and I yeah, respect yeah. where it, it would have been different. Sure. But you don't say that. Right. So when you don't say that, people get upset about it. Okay. And understand um, uh, Kevin Hart's frustration. The people make an argument all the time. Kevin Hart isn't that funny. If I could trade some of my funny in to have his <laughs> bank account, guess what? You can boo me at every show. Yeah. Yeah. But another thing you have to respect about Kevin Hart. I've seen Kevin Hart's come up. You right. know, we started right. somewhat at the same time. I remember, you know, stand-up comedy, everybody has a room. I remember I used to book Kevin Hart. He used to drive up from Philly to come do spots in New York for like $100, $200. And also remember when he first started, he was one of the guys that put those comment cards out, put those email yeah. lists out. He built that base. And what he did throughout his career was he always engaged his fans, always showed them love, and always let them know that they were a part of his journey. Wow. And, and he was always on the – right at the turn of different technology, from MySpace to Twitter. I remember when he had 50,000 followers on Twitter. I didn't know anything about Twitter. He was like, yo, you got to get down with this. Look, watch this. He was excited about it. Now he's like one of the biggest stars. Is he the funniest person? You know, that's your what your interpretation right. of funniest. Right. But I don't know who's going to outwork Kevin. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's unfortunate because Cat Williams – has a following also. Of course. You know, Cat Williams reminds me of Kanye West in the sense of, I know that these two people are trying to say something, but I don't understand because I don't speak Yeezy right. and I don't speak <laughs> Cat Williams. Right. You got to be able to right. encrypt, you know what I'm saying? It's something cryptic code. You got to understand yes, what's going yes, on. Yes, yes, there yes, was a lot of points that Cat made that I understood. There's a lot of things that, that I, I, I didn't understand and why he said it. But sometimes people, when you do radio and do stuff, you do things that you know that's going to excite people right. and push people buttons, you know. But at the end of the day, there's room for everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the yeah. end of the day, 
Kevin's a superstar. Cat Williams is a superstar in his own right. Tiffany's a superstar in his own right. And then message to the black community, specific. Stop doing the crab in the barrel stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm Thank saying? Like, there's saying. room for Good everybody. God. You know, Cat Williams could have took the opportunity to talk about how he could work with Kevin Hart, how he could work with Tiffany. Yeah. Right. All these people are like, like legends, and they're doing their own thing. And stop with the negativity, and let's win together. At the end of the day, you tell jokes for a living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they say that it's 5% of people in the world that do something they enjoy doing. So don't knock that shit stuff. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Live, love, and laugh. No, That's that, all I say. Right. Very eloquently said. I think it's important, too, because I think even though in the WWE presidential craziness that we have right now in the world in, in that fights pay sometimes, like arguments pay, also helps to say, hey, he can make fun of her, stand up a little bit, but be like, and then Cat goes, "Hey, take her on the road with me. She'll get really good." You can take a positive approach to things, and people like that. Yeah, but also. the flip is going to be that Tiffany eventually, I just know I'm going to take you on. Yeah, <laughs> but that's fun <laughs> though. And it, uh, yeah, I just I hate the I hate when people drag each other down. Doesn't yeah, you don't like do that, anymore. man. It's enough room, and you realize that everybody's getting paid. Yeah, and then everybody's getting paid to something. Everybody has a God-given talent, but everybody doesn't. Everybody don't know how to tap into it, and definitely, more importantly than anything, to how to execute and see 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 your dreams become your realities. So true. Donnell Rawlings, he's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. You had a busy day today? You run yeah, around? I'm doing media. You're you know, a popular guy. You get People see you coming in town. They go, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll take the guy. Yeah, they, yeah they, they, they'll take me, but um, come to the show. Too. Yeah, exactly. like, we love you on the show, and I love you in the house. <laughs> yeah. I would tell you, I would say last night was my first show. And I'm, I, I do a lot of comic clubs, and I do a lot of stages. And it's just something about the Helium, um, the Helium, um, the Helium Comedy Club. Is it just feels so as a performer, it feels like a perfect place to yeah, do stand up. It's beautiful. The lighting is perfect. It's small, but it feels big. The where you the, the height of the stage, the sound system, how close you are to people. It's one of those stages where it just forces you to bring your best performance. Yeah. And yesterday, like, we had, we had, you know, we had a you know, good amount of people coming coming out, but I just feel like, and I told myself, I was like, oh, if that's my first show, I'm bodying it all weekend. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm, and I plan on bringing heat. Nice. Well, we're excited to come see you again. It's Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Donnell, we had you on the podcast last time, this yes. time on the radio show. I can't thank you enough, man. We love thank seeing you, so you coming great town. Thank you. It was a good time. And remember, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> no, no I, say that, I, I say that for anything. I'm black. I feel like I should say it every three days. <laughs> I, I abuse a race car. Yeah. And you can tell when a brother's about to abuse a race car because they start to sit us off like this. Oh, I see what's going on <laughs> up in here. You know, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for the time, man. Absolutely, guys.